And if it wasn't for the game of football, I don't know, or in sports in general, I don't know where I would be today. You know, the mindset, being able to overcome adversity, deal with adversity, not making excuses and complaining, learning to work together as a team and trusting other people, learning to have, you know, when you go through, be able to pick yourself back up. Also, being a leader and now leading people and organizations and businesses, the game of football has taught me all of that. Coaches, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about an important cause here uh, that is behind the New Jersey Football Coaches Clinic that's coming up. It's called the Believe Clinic, and it supports uh, the cause of Eric Legrand. And Eric Legrand sustained a spinal cord injury in 2010 while he was playing for Rutgers. Uh, and he's since then um, been able to you know, use those things that's happened to him uh, to do great things for other people and to continue to develop himself and open a new business. And we're happy to have him here on the podcast today and hear about uh, his journey through the game and, and how things have continued after the game for him. So, Eric, I appreciate you taking time to be on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Keith. It means a lot. So, Eric, I, I know all of us, um, you know, we we don't want what hap- happened to you to happen in our programs, and it's always mm-hmm. that scary moment uh, on on the field. You know, whatever level game you are at, when you see that player who isn't moving, and you know, I know all of us coming up as players kind of feel invincible, and that's not going to happen to us. And uh, you know, it's something that did occur for you. Uh, if you would, for our audience, and I, I remember this vividly uh, when it did happen and, and seeing this on TV, but if you would, uh, maybe for our audience who was a little bit younger back then, uh, explain exactly what happened to you on that day. Yeah, so it was October 16, 2010, playing at MetLife Stadium. It was brand new back then, and we were playing against the Army Black Knights, and we had just tied the game up 17-17 to in the fourth quarter with five minutes left in the game. And I was facing a double team on that on that particular kickoff, and I was able to split the double team on that one. I knew I had about a 30-yard head start on this guy, Malcolm Brown, who I was going to make the tackle on. So I said, you know, let me use my shoulder on this play, keep my head out of the tackle totally because I knew it was going to be a big collision. My teammate actually got down there about a half a second before I did, and he tripped the guy up. When the guy got tripped up, Malcolm Brown, he twirled in the air, and I put my head down, and everyone knows when you play football, you see what you hit. I didn't think my head was going to be in a tackle at all, but the crown of my head went right into the back of his shoulder blades, and that's what caused the injury right then and there. And then, honestly, it was the scary mo- scariest moment of my life because I can't move, I can't breathe, and Coach Shiano's looking down at me, and he tells me I have to pray. From that moment, I know that was that was life-changing, and whether it's something like this or you know, for all of us, working with our players, we're always looking to help them grow. Who were the people who stepped up and helped you, um, you know, make this transition from playing the game to uh, the reality that you were faced with following that? I will have to say in my situation that, wow, it was a full team effort from my mom to my family to Coach Chiano, the whole Rutgers communities, my teammates, my friends. It was, they made it easier for me because they were there for me whenever I needed, no matter what time, 
there was always somebody that, that was just there to support me and help me and just be around me. And it made me kind of take this on as a responsibility, actually. You know, I started seeing all these people coming out of their way, doing this and doing that for me. I wanted to say, you know, how can I give up on them now? This is everyone's playing their role. Now it's my role to fight back. And that's how I was able to make that transition. As coaches, we like to think that we're imparting important lessons that are going to go beyond the field and be things that impact our players uh, when they get into other parts of our life. You know, looking back at your life as a football player, till then, were were there any of those lessons that really resonated with you with, you know, the the challenges that you were going to face then following your injury? If it wasn't for the game of football, I don't know, or in sports in general, I don't know where I would be today. You know, the mindset, being able to overcome adversity, deal with adversity, not making excuses and complaining, learning to work together as a team and trusting other people, learning to have, you know, when you go through, be able to pick yourself back up. Also, being a leader and now leading people and organizations and businesses the game of football has taught me all of that. Coachiano used to always say the game of football is the best teacher of life. And I have had some great coaches along the way through Pop Warner, high school, and then the college that have molded me into the man that I am today. And I can't thank them enough because football, honestly, was exactly what I needed to become the man that I am. For, for you, this has um, really become very mission-focused, too. And and going through and, and just reading uh, your website. And for our listeners out there, it's L- ericlegrand52.com. You know, I recommend checking that out and, and learning more about his story. Uh, but I thought this was a really impactful um, paragraph that was on that page. Since his injury, Eric has shown the world that obstacles can be transformed into opportunities, and he will continue to drive his mission forward until he delivers on Christopher Reeves' dream of a world with empty wheelchairs. To Eric, it's not a matter of if he walks again, but rather when. Eric, if, if you could talk about that and how that drives you today, not just for yourself, but for other people as well. You know, it drives me because Christopher Reeves, you know, it's funny, when I got injured, I didn't even know who he was. And I was born in 1990, so I didn't know the original Superman in the 70s and 80s, but... I did my research on him and his wife, and I was like, wow, what an amazing man and what he was doing after going through something that's so dramatic like he did with a spinal cord injury. And unfortunately, when he passed away, it's like I, there was like a shadow that came upon his spinal cord injuries, but he still had, you know, his goal was to have a world of empty wheelchairs. And I kind of felt like when my injury happened, especially since it happened in front of so many people, that it was now my job. My torch has been passed long to me to carry out that mission. Like you said, like one man goes down, the other man picks it back up. And now I'm trying to find a cure and raise awareness for spinal cord injuries. And that's how I feel like it's not a matter of if it's going to be when it's going to happen. And I'm going to do everything I can in my possibility to make it happen. And everything else I leave in God's hands. Eric, before we got going, I told you you were an incredibly busy man you're you're busier than football coaches um 
in order to just get some time on your schedule to do things. You've been involved in a lot of different things, whether that's been uh, being an author or a sports analyst uh, for ESPN series, the Big Ten Network, Rutgers Radio, a motivational speaker. Uh, again, that voice to the paralysis community. Um, you know, you're involved in a lot of things, and in, in I think any adversity, you can view it two ways. It, it could be something that's going to crush you, or you can find the opportunity in it. You've gone on to do a lot of incredible things for you. How how did you use this, and what was I guess the mindset you needed to find those opportunities to to do new things. You know, you obviously hadn't done any of those things. You hadn't been a motivational speaker before. There's a lot to learn along the way to do those. So for you, what was it, I guess, that, uh, you know, enabled you to see the opportunities and to do things outside uh, the realm of what you you had done before? So when I stopped playing football, man, I saw that there was another world outside of football. You know, when I was at Rutgers, I was in my little bubble in Piscataway, New Jersey. I was, you know, football class, practice, weight room sessions, that's all I knew. After after I got into the real world, we call it the real world, and I started to see how I could have another impact on my other impacts on life with my speaking, building, uh, building people to, uh, building a team, coming together with my foundation for a cause, motivating people with my words and my speeches, you know, leading to other opportunities and, you know, down the road with my clothing line, Shop 52, and my little grand coffee house business endeavors. I just knew that I know how to bring people together. I know how to bring people together, and that's how I've been able to be successful with. I'm genuine. What you see is what you get. And that's why I love, you know, I love it. It's, it's easy for me because I don't have to put on a front for anybody. I, this is who I have. This is who I've always been, and I just try to continue to learn and grow each and every day. I know Coach Ciano has been a, a big part of your life, continues to be. And, um, you know, looking back at it, he, he even signed you to a professional contract when he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'm sure you've learned a lot from him. You know, I've heard him speak before, and uh, he's just an incredible, um, you know, he has incredible knowledge on how you build a team on how you bring people together and work towards a common cause. How much of that that you've learned from Coach now really goes into, you just mentioned your team uh, with, especially now your your new venture, your LeGrand Coffee House. Uh, how much has that really helped you along the way, that part of uh, your education as a player now that you've been able to apply to the real world? Oh, man, the, the, just we call them the Shianoisms, just think that he's just say to us, I still have them on repeat in my head and now implementing them in the, uh, my life, you know, trust, belief, accountability, that's what's TBA, success, the peace of mind you get, knowing you did everything you could to be the best you can be, learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable, all those Shianoisms he used to say to us, I now apply to my life and my team and trying to be a leader because the way that he led us, I mean, to us when you're 18 and 22-year-olds, Sometimes you don't understand it, and it's not always easy. It's not always fun. But when you get in the real world, you realize, like, wow, this man really was preparing us for the real world and things that we're going to experience and go through. And now being able to deal with some of the stuff that we we went through at Rutgers, like, we're set up for that now. Already, it's not like we're going to run away from adversity or foe. No, we can handle it now. We can lead other people. 
people want to be around us, and it's the characteristics that we can do, that we built over those three, four, or five years at Rutgers, and how we can bring into the real world. I know in talking to a lot of coaches, especially after this past season with uh, all the added obstacles put in place because of COVID and, um, you know, throw on top of that uh, all the different social issues that are, are happening in our world that I think more than ever coaches have really uh, had a lot added to their plate. I know there's guys who struggle with um, all the time they're putting into it and, and whether it's worth it. What's your message to coaches out there about how important this is and, and really how this translate when the game is over the work that they've done really will translate and make a difference in the lives of others i think i think now it it makes coaches have to take a step back and reflect and sometimes see that maybe my old ways that i used to do things aren't working anymore but also to being able to have conversations with your players but also not being their friend but being able to have a conversation where they can trust to come with you now. A lot of these, these kids nowadays, you know, trust is huge with them or if you feel disrespected. But at the end of the day, you're still the coach, so they have to respect you. But I think they feel better when you do ask their opinions, how they feel about certain topics. And then as the leader, as the coach, you have to make the best decision that you think for your team or your program. But at the same time, you have to take into consideration the thoughts of your other players because, you know, back to old school, whatever the coach says, the coach, you know what I mean? But in today's world, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot different. And I think coaches have to learn to adapt to the new environments that we go through because, you know, some, some great stuff could come from it. And it, honestly, it challenges you. It challenges you as a coach because you have to learn your own new methods. Sometimes the same old thing doesn't always work. And the ones that know how to take advantage of it, those are the ones you'll probably find the most success. Eric, we have coaches coming together for your cause in the New Jersey Football Coaches Association Believe Clinic, which is happening April 22nd through the 24th. We have 31 coaches who've come together, high school through NFL, uh, donating their time to this cause. After the clinic, uh, their clinic talks will be produced as courses on CoachTube, which will continue to support the efforts of your foundation. But how much does it mean to you that uh, these coaches are, number one, taking the time to present, but also for those coaches out there listening, how important is it to you that they attend? Oh, I'm so I'm so thankful for the coaches association, just even thinking about myself and my cause and my mission and my belief, because football is what made me who I am. Football is near and dear to my heart. I'll always love the game. So for the coaches coming out and supporting and want to be a part of it and, you know, getting a lot from it as well for themselves, I just think it's huge. And I encourage people to come out and listen because you never know where a conversation may take. You never know a connection that you may make, something you may hear that you may implement into your program. So I believe these coaches clinics are really important for coaches that are coming up in the ranks and being able to hear other people's methods and ways on how they found success. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's all for our cause too, which is pretty amazing. And I'm so thankful that they chose my cause because there's 5.6 million people that are dealing with some sort of paralysis in this country. And to be able to keep on showing people that someone's on the forefront fighting for them, getting people all over the country to really say, you know what, you know, we're going to get behind this cause. We're going to help find a cure for this. 
it's the Team LeGrand that I've been wanting to build. That's why my foundation is called Team LeGrand. And I'm so thankful that all these coaches that are known to be a part of this event are a part of Team LeGrand. Again, coaches, you can find the registration, the links, the schedule, and speakers, their topics at njfca.coachesclinic.com. I will put that link in the show notes. Eric, for our listeners, if you would just share uh, the places they can connect with you and the places where they can learn more about Team Legrand. Yes, you can connect with me on all my social media platforms at Eric Legrand 52, E R I C L E G R A N D 52. My website is ericlegrand52.com. Like I said, I have my Shop 52 clothing line where a lot of people really take to my shirt. Model fifty two leave your mark, and also mind if you are guys a coffee drinkers. I know coaches need that caffeine and that energy. Right. You can check out my new business endeavor, LeGrandCoffeeHouse.com, and you can follow us on social medias as well, LeGrand Coffee House, and just be a part of our movement and Team LeGrand. If you ever want to donate or be a part of, well, you guys are already a part of the team, but if you want to continue supporting, you can go to TeamLeGrand.org or our Instagram. Our Instagram is Team LeGrand as well. So just follow us along this journey until. We've lived that dream of Christopher Reeve and that's a world of empty wheelchairs because it's going to happen. Well, Eric, again, um, thank you for taking the time today. Thank you for being a great example for others. And uh, I'm excited that we're able to run your clinic here. Uh, coaches, again, and jfca.coachesclinic.com. Uh, get to it, learn some football, and support a great cause. Eric, thank you again for taking the time. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Be sure to attend the clinic this week. And follow all we're doing on coachandcoordinator.com. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.